I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey there, Westworld fans. Welcome to the AfterBuzz TV Westworld After Show, where we are breaking down season three, episode four, The Mother of Exiles. I'm your host, Elena Jordan, and joining me is our full awesome panel, all remotely and safely from our homes. Hey, Carrie Lane, how you doing? What's up? Excited to be here to talk about this exciting episode. And how are you this evening, Nate Miller? I'm doing good. I'm excited to be here. This was a, this was a good one for sure. I can't wait to get into it. And our own Ford, Alice Ford. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm so good now. This episode had so many mega reveals and I can't wait to talk about them. Such well, a good episode. Yes. Then let's not delay. Let's go ahead, jump right in. Overall thoughts, Nate, what did you think of this episode, how it compares to the rest of the episodes this season? Uh, it's definitely my favorite one so far. Um, all of the setup that we've gotten from the last three episodes kind of came to a head and paid off. Uh, I'm really enjoying the pacing. Things are like kind of just taking long enough for them to be meaningful, but not so long that they feel dragged out. Um, and yeah, I think it was sequenced really well. There was really good action sequences. There was really good kind of mental drama, theoretical stuff. Like uh, I think it's like a quintessential Westworld episode for sure. And to get it so early on in the season is a really good sign from, for me. I 100% agree. Carrie Lane, what did you think of this episode? Yeah, going off of that, I'm so glad we get a reveal now instead of dragging it out because I kind of thought last week, I'm like, you know, they could, they could have done that to us, but it's like, nope, here you go. Here's that information. I was like, oh, oh, yes. And yeah, the pacing was great. Lots of awesome action fight scenes, which were so fun to watch. And yeah. And yeah, I agree you with you guys. <laughs> the action scenes were amazing in this episode. I absolutely love them. I loved that Dolores like had some like more skill, I guess, in this whole season. I love that in the action sequences. Um, such a big reveal. I think that we had kind of, hypothesize that that could be an option which we'll get into but um yeah I love this episode it was just really good high high intensity and high speed action just absolutely loved it and as Alice mentioned we did kind of hypothesize because we always end our show with our predictions so be sure to stay for our whole show because not only will we be breaking down all the storylines William and Charlotte Bernard and Ashley Dolores and Caleb and of course Maeve's whole situation um, but we'll also be giving our predictions at the end of the show too and we love to hear from you guys so jump to the chat and talk with us too uh but yeah the big thing this episode i think we all kind of mentioned was the huge reveal what we've been wondering who is charlotte hale and we find out via william this interaction with william that dolores did not bring anyone she just copied herself five times and sent her uh, own copies out into the world what did you guys think about this big reveal? Were you satisfied with this or did you want it to be something different? What'd you think, Carrie or Alice? I, I was satisfied. <laughs> uh, it, I agree with the line. If you want something done right, you gotta do it yourself. And that feels very Dolores of just, it's her, she could only trust herself, but I am curious on 
if there is any sort of deterioration with multiple copies, because as we've seen with Charlotte body, well, you know, it's not going so well. So I'm kind of curious. And then also often with clone storylines, they're not happy that they're not the main one. And then there's a lot of tension there. So I kind of feel like this might be something that could happen further down the line. That's a super good point you make, Carrie. And I agree with you. I also, I was a little bummed that it is all Dolores. <laughs> I mean, we had kind of talked about that, but didn't think it was an option because we weren't sure you could actually clone control units. And I don't think anyone, I mean, I know from like reading other things online too, that like not a lot of people thought you could clone control units. So that was kind of surprising. I definitely thought somebody was Teddy and maybe somebody was Clementine. Um, but it's true, yeah, she can only trust herself. So why would she not make everyone just another version of herself? Yeah, I think it, it definitely, you know, looking at the list, long list of theories that people had kind of run through, it's the one that makes the most sense. I think from a story standpoint, um, a lot of people wanted it to be a character because it's kind of cool for this idea of a mystery of some character we know before kind of coming back. Um, but looking at it plot wise, it, it does make sense for it to be here. There's a plethora of blank uh, pearls around. Um, there isn't really a long list of people for her to really trust even to bring. Um, so it kind of makes the most sense for her to recreate herself and just kind of use you know, her own abilities uh, exponentially. Um, it, it does for me though, still raise a lot of questions to the Bernard Arnold hybrid thing. And it, it, it's even more of a red flag now that she would bring him back um, when she wouldn't even choose to bring anybody else back. She would just duplicate herself instead of trusting someone. Uh, so I'm really curious about what, what her plan is with him. I think it's interesting too that, uh, and we'll get more into her relationship with Caleb a little later on in the show too, but that up until this point, now we know she doesn't trust anyone. So she's actually trusting one other individual and it's a human who technically in her mind is her enemy. So it's kind of, it's kind of an interesting dynamic. Uh, but what did you guys think about William coming back and this whole interaction with him and Charlotte and these hallucinations, the delusions of grandeur, as she calls them, and seeing Emily come back. I mean, visually they had some really, really cool elements, like with the blood dripping and then the water and, you know, what is real and this whole kind of question that we've been asking of what is reality. What did you guys think about seeing William come back? I'm assuming this kind of closes his arc. What are your thoughts? Well, I guess it does close his arc because, I mean, even at the end of the episode, she says, you've reached the end of your maze, or maybe you can't understand that you have because you don't understand what's happening. But yeah, I was honestly confused to see William because I was like, wait, didn't he die? But I guess he just kind of like got left. And so I was like, oh, okay, so he's alive. And obviously at first I thought it was a flashback at the beginning of the episode and then realized, oh, okay, this is Charlotte as... Dolores <laughs> she's actually there um I did love the flashbacks or the insanity scenes of him talking to his daughter I really like that and just 
kind of the spiraling. I was surprised at the end to see him go to a mental institution though. I wasn't sure that that was where that was going, but I liked the twist. Yeah, I had a lot of uh, questions about that whole sequence. I understand from like Dolores's plot point of why that happened that way and her basically tricking him into giving up his, um, you know, rights in the company so she can, you know, take Delos private. Um, but it's still the whole hallucination scene and like the shooting things. And then there's, I still have a lot of questions. Um, I understand, like, I, I understand why we didn't get a full episode of William. Like I thought we were getting like the kind of the last few episodes have been um, because there wasn't that much to show. Like I'm going to come in, come outside. Like it, it was, you know, probably that whole scene probably took maybe like an hour at most. Um, but it still would be nice to get some more info on like how he got out of the park and how he like just kind of recluded into himself. Like, I guess ultimately it doesn't matter. Um, really, really interesting though. I want to know how he got out of the park too. So yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering if maybe they will give us some flashbacks of that at some point, like maybe later. Just, yeah. To kind of pepper it in. I don't know. I did think that it was, I mean, they, they kind of have each story arc representing one of their big central questions. And this was all about choice and yeah. Do yeah. we have choice? Who am I? This, I, this, yeah. you know, kind of self actualization. Um, but I really, really liked when he was having this hallucination of Emily, him being told, okay, so you have to pick, you can't have it both ways. You're either free and evil or blameless and helplessly enslaved. What did you guys think about that line in particular? Because that seems to be kind of the big question of this is which are you? And then the, the kind of question posed, well, maybe you're neither, maybe you're not even you, would you even know? So what, what did you guys think about that question and that dynamic? And do you think that we're going to see that echoed throughout? I think we'll probably see more of it. And I think for his character, it was one of those you having, having to acknowledge the evil things you've done. Because if it was a character that maybe hadn't done anything evil, that's not quite the question that's posed. Because it's the brushing off of the crimes and sins you've done, essentially, and just admit you're evil or no, you have no choice in your actions, which is kind of an interesting thing because even people in regular life can say, oh, I had no choice in the matter. It's like, maybe you're just a bad person. No, you're so right. I mean, I think, I think going back to what you were asking too, like, I think we're definitely going to see this throughout the rest of the season because that's the whole question is whether or not even like we know the machines have AI that like limits their choices or does it, but now we're seeing that like AI has in a sense taken over the human world too. And how much of that has really inundated our own psyches to make it so that the choices we make aren't really our choices. And I think that's what Dolores was obviously asking William too, like, oh, well, you've made all these choices and you're always like, was this was that a choice I made? And she's like, well, I don't know. Was it a choice you made <laughs> or was it something else? So yeah, we're definitely going to see that throughout the rest of the, the season for sure. Yeah. It seems like interesting um, kind of setup for him on one end. It seems like he might be getting a redemption arc, um, especially I'm specific him, you know, specifically dressing him in all white and, but just the whole sequence all, all of the scenes with him, with the exception of the scene where Hale is like, it's me, I'm Dolores. Everything else, I'm just like question marks. 
the hallucinations, the Emily daughter thing, and her saying like, "Finish the game, Dad," and 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 then Hale pricks him with something at the end. Yeah, mm-hmm. she had the needle that came out of her finger to get the blood drop. So yeah, and then, but now we just have needles coming out of our fingers. I think she had it like it wasn't that it came out like it wasn't a robotic thing. It looked like it was just kind of already there, like it was taped on or part of something, like just so she could kind of hide it from the other guards. Like that didn't seem like that was like because it didn't show it coming out of her finger. It was already but it also, there. It looked weird because it wasn't like she collected it either. Because it'd be one thing to do a pierce and then like get the drop of blood. Because you yeah, need a no. drop or something. No, no, yeah, it's just it like wasn't, it wasn't taking the blood. It, it, she was definitely putting something in him. Yeah. So it could be a poison or. I mean, I was some... thinking like a hallucinogen or yeah. something, right? Right, and maybe then, poison and, 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 the whole time. Yeah, yeah, and he has that scene later where he sees Dolores. So that's why I'm, I'm just like question marks. I'm sure that it's very meaningful, but I also at this point I feel like we're. There's no way for us to decipher what it means until we get more mm-hmm. information later. And then we'll come back and rewatch it and be like, oh. <laughs> I think that's a good point though, Nate, because I wasn't even thinking that. I was thinking, oh, she's going to take the blood. We're just not seeing her take it. But I guess right. it would make sense that if she was injecting something that would mix mm-hmm. with the sedatives that yeah. the... I mean, also specifically when we, in this episode, we saw her take blood from someone and we saw that process look completely yeah. different. So, I, I mean, I think that's a cut and dry way of saying that she wasn't taking blood. But I feel like it depends on what they need it for, because later when they are taking the blood, it's because they have to have enough for it to register in your own blood. So, but I don't know. That is, it's all question marks. We never know what it's going to be. I'm assuming they'll circle back because they wouldn't have shown us that blood prick yeah. if they weren't going to come back to him. If oh, yeah. it wasn't for that one second, I would say that his storyline was closed. But because of that, I think we're going to circle back. I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, now, kind of going into the main woman herself, Dolores, uh, she is talking. So we have the setup for Bernard. So Bernard, this whole time, we have kind of this flashback where it's like, okay, here he is being made or created then we get another divergence warning the victorville usa and we find out that bernard has taken stubs to this you know kind of crap hotel because they believe that she has made liam dempsey a host instead of connell um one thing i have to say though ashley's shirt with like the hollywood aerial tours with the drone I was like, oh man, I love that in this world where Paris and everything is destroyed, Hollywood is still like the mecca of celebrities that (laughs) never changes. (laughs) But what did you guys think of this, of their their whole plan of they're going to go after Liam? I mean, were were you just immediately, because as soon as they said that, my immediate reaction was like, oh no. <laughs> is this going to go so bad? What did you guys think when they were going into this plan? I think it. Oh, go ahead, Carrie. Oh, sorry. I, I was gonna say it shows that it's one of those they have a good idea, but then they assume it's the one person without leaving the option for others because it's like, okay, this is option one, 
but they seem so surprised like oh it's not you like come on you should have been it could be this this or this or this we need to be ready for all these options but no they were like this one it's not and they were so surprised yeah they were definitely like very narrow focused i mean i liked the plan at first but yeah i mean what you're saying is so true like they didn't they didn't leave any room for it to be a different choice. They were like, this is it. That's got to be it. Um, I did just also just love how sassy Ashley was mm -hmm. <laughs> because it really made me laugh about like I mean, complaining, like, oh my God, we had to swim five miles. My shoulder still hurts. Like this place sucks. Well, like, what are you doing? They, they put that shoulder line in there because he really did yeah. like dislocate his shoulder or something. So uh, and rip they had the to bicep, keep, right? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. they had to they had to come up with a reason within the show for why he can't move his other arm. That's and, right. And I thought, the, and they still had these fight scenes, which I thought was really interesting that they still they still went with that, and they looked pretty well, good considering. Yeah, oh, I totally well, forgot he, about that. Oh, go ahead. He Gary. also has yeah. He also has that moment where Bernard turns him off for a second with the device, and he's like, "Oh, f you, man." And <laughs> again more with the sass and yeah no i immediately noticed his shoulder and i was like oh poor guy but yeah i liked his sass it was so fun i like him being a sassy character yeah one thing i do want to point out is that it is kind of interesting that he bernard thought dolores would have replaced liam um but it seems like that was dolores's original plan um at least that's what she makes it seem like until since then the Collins bot shows up. So I'm not sure if that was her plan and then it altered or if it never really was her plan. And that was like a fake plan. Uh, but I think there is some significance there. I think that is, I think you're right, Nate, because it seemed like her initial plan was when she thought Liam was in control of Roboam, then she was gonna make herself him. But then when she found out it's actually this guy, Sirach, and Liam is somewhat useless. He's basically yeah. just the bank account. She was like, well, if you're just the bank account, then I'll just hang, hack your bank account. Bye, bro. So I thought that was smart, but still very, very convoluted that everything kind of overlaps and is they're basing things off of initial plan and not taking in these other factors. Um, yeah, well, I feel like, though, with a show like this, that it's it that doesn't happen for no reason. You know, like we see them when they get to the party and Colin Colores Colin Delanins we got to figure out names for all these guys uh you know he says oh our friends are here uh a lot earlier than we expected um and so there's this implication that they always expected Bernard to show up if not you know now at some time you know shortly um so maybe it was part of her plan for him to have this idea you know, we still don't know what she did to him. You know, we got another flashback earlier when, when we first get into Bernard of him kind of being rebuilt again. And they keep kind of inferring that there's something there that we don't know. Yeah, I think you're definitely right. I think there's there's more to it because she has to have a reason and not just to make him the scapegoat because if that was the reason, she would have made sure that he was taken in and not expected him to then show up later. So right. I yeah. think you're onto something here. Do we have um, five people accounted for now too? Because, and I guess when we find out that it's five people that she recreated, is it five people including herself or five? Mm. No, because Hale 
she came over in Hale's body. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And then she had five other pearls. Okay. So, yeah. so there's Six new Dolores. Total. Right. New Dolores, Hale already, Musashi, Collins. Uh, that's it. Right. So Connells, we don't know. Yeah. And um, so we don't, we don't, there's um, one more. Well, Bernard. No, Bernard. But yeah, well, yeah, Bernard um, is one of the five. Well, but yeah, Bernard also, is one of the five. So it's oh, real. Wasn't one of them? It had like one of the pearls had the weirder wet red swirls that's, in that's it. That's Bernard. So, yeah. So yeah. is that one different than clearly visibly? It is. Yeah, the going theory is that it, it, he's like an Arnold Bernard hybrid, and that's why he his is red, yeah. as opposed to black okay. like the others. But we're so we're still missing one person we don't yeah, know. Yeah, we're still missing one. There's the, the one the one red pearl is Bernard, then there's four black pearls. Yeah. We haven't seen the first of the black pearl. <laughs> kind of question <laughs> then for all of you, and I'm glad because we talked about the Charlotte coming over. It's interesting though that the Dolores who's been leading who's with Caleb is the alpha in charge of this and looks like it, though technically the Charlotte who came over is older if that makes sense like she was like it's interesting how that power ranking is working and the one who's been leading us who looks like Dolores is the one that's like no I'm in charge but she wasn't the one who did the escape and take the take the pearls with her the what what I inferred is that once she got back she rebuilt her body and put okay. her pearl in her body because especially okay. when okay. she's the one rebuilding Dolores or um, mm-hmm. I'm sorry rebuilding Bernard yeah um, it would seem like it's the original uh, Dolores that's doing that. And I would okay. assume that I, I had the same thinking too of like, all right, like sure you can trust yourself, but when you're like alpha, like Dolores is, how do you, ha- like who decides who is the, like, the leader? Mm-hmm. But remember that alpha Dolores has the key to uh, the cradle or not the cradle, mm-hmm. the- um, Well, the cradle the too. stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. to everything. Not the cradle, not the cradle, the four. Well, they said she that she does the have the cradle. Oh, go ahead. No, because there's the forge, which has, that's the sector 16 mm-hmm. human information stuff, right? But it also has, she has the key to sublime, which is the, where the host, the he- you know, heaven, the, the heaven data yeah, is. Yeah. Right. Both of um, the things. I think, it's the, I think it's the same thing. I think the sublime has the forged data and the, and it's off somewhere and she has the key to that but that's different from the cradle because the cradle is what had all of the host backups that's gone they blew that up oh yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. you're right you're right yeah yeah um okay. talking about something that got obliterated do you guys think that ashley is just donezo we see him go over the edge no, no. no. nobody no, no proof <laughs> He's going to come back and do another badass fight sequence with only one arm way more talented than I will ever be and make me feel bad about myself. Cool, cool. He has to protect (laughs) Bernard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's programmed to do so. Yeah. 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 What did you guys think about that too? Because this whole thing is about, you know, Dolores saying that there should be choice, even though she's taken the choice away from these bodies that she's created by kind of implementing herself. But then we have this situation right before she goes to kick Ashley's ass that she's like, you know, he's like, it's nothing personal. You should have stayed out of this. And he's like, I would have, but Bernard made me. 
Like if it was up to me, I'd be back in the hotel in my Hollywood aerial tour shirt, popping some beers, like, but it is what it is. What did you guys think about that? Because it kind of plays who is the real villain here because Bernard has also taken away Ashley's mm-hmm. choice. The one, the one thing I want to say though, is that I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like a gray area, obviously, because this is not reality, but is it really uh, manipulating if it's, if it's you, like for all we know, the five Dolores is because it's Dolores, they all want to do it because Dolores wants to do this. So she's not really making them, she's not like changing their core. Like, cause I get what you're saying. I agree 100% with Bernard. It's an interesting, even when we, when it first happened, we talked about this, how like for him to just, like I get you, he was gonna kill himself, so like you're kind of like saving him, but not really. You've taken completely his free will, and that's why I really like that line with Dolores, where she says to her, "I'm like, you know, it's it's the same as when she confronts Maeve uh, in the last season too. Of like, you think that you are on this path to do this stuff that you want to do and stuff, but you don't really have the choice, and I am trying to offer you that choice. So I don't know if I am completely on board with her her forcing the change on on all of her clones." But also it like is a, it makes a good point because it's like Dolores's whole th- thing is that like she wants to convince everyone else that what she's doing is such a good idea but if she can't even trust anyone to like join her team that she can convince of her idea then I don't think she really has that much hope in succeeding at rebuilding a place where all of her kind can be yeah. She didn't really and, have like a go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say in but it's like the idea of whenever you're thinking about doing things, are you always 100 percent committed on what you want to do? And it's that almost like alternate paths you could have taken. So that's how the clones could have different, you know, realms of choice and want to be different. But it's a good point of shouldn't they want the same thing because they're her but it's like yes and no because you could be undecided about something your own self like do i want to do this or i want to do that and then those are the splits maybe and then also it was nice to have her essentially almost sympathize or kind of a solidarity moment when Stubbs says i essentially don't have a choice she kind of had that I'm sorry, that sucks. Like she doesn't say anything, but that's what I got with her look and her posture of like, oh, all right, well, don't take this personal. And he's like, yeah, don't take this personal. I thought that was, it was comedic and telling of their characters. I did like that that scene was badass and comedic. Like it went from like giving sass to kicking ass in like two seconds. And I was like, all right, I'm here for you, Westworld. I'm here for you. And also just seeing the drugged out, yeah <laughs> like wow is that oh this stuff is good it's like a man just fell <laughs> okay enjoy your hookers i guess i was gonna say <laughs> i love that pantsuit i was like damn the fashion in this season has been so cool i was like can i get that outfit and her other dress with the sides cut out i was like oh i want all the clothes i love that the taylor's tape measure lights up because that's it's the what future, so it has to yeah LEDs, come on. Yeah. So kind of talking about that, we have now Dolores and Caleb. I also love this too, because through Dolores and Caleb, we are getting more context of the world. Like we see the the mirror with like the swipe suit, which is technology that exists right now, which is still crazy. Did you know, like smart mirrors will do that where they'll just like, I mean, not as well, but 
will be like, makes sense. This is how you would look in this outfit. And I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, they have <laughs> Sephora with like makeup and stuff. It's really cool. Yeah, it's like it's so nuts. But kind of seeing how this could progress to this mm-hmm. world. I don't know why the tape measure needs to light up other than they're just like, cool, lights, it's the future. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah I was like, mm, just c- because they can, that's why. I really liked this kind of description too when Dolores is talking about rich people and how she's saying it kind of almost like a like an outside observer, like a scientific look at it where she's like, they use their plumage to identify themselves, which makes them really easy to be fooled. Rich people just assume that their money is always going to be there. That's why it's so easy to steal from them. Just Uh what what did you guys kind of think about the way that she describes rich people? Because she kind of describes them almost like a National Geographic type (laughs) description of this is how they are in their herd. They're just dumb animals. I mean, if you you think about it, it makes perfect sense because she she Mm -hmm. is just like that wild you know, uh, animal person that lives out with the animals and experiences their life firsthand. And that's what she did, specifically rich people. And what, what do they do when they think no one's looking? Um, so that she's like the perfect predator in this scenario. No, it's, it totally makes sense because it's definitely, it could be a culture of appearances and that's how you could easily sneak in and blend in because it's as long as you have the right visual cues and yeah, she is essentially an outsider, so she could be a better observer because of that. And it was very, it was funny and very spot on at the same time. Yeah, and I also think that there's so many people that are really wealthy, even in today's world, that have no idea what's going on in their bank accounts, and they have somebody else manage it all. And if it disappeared overnight, they'd probably have no idea what happened to it. So it was very spot on with you know, the way much of the world works anyways. It's the only time that I've ever felt like a Schitt's Creek Westworld crossover where I'm like, (laughs) fair, fair. (laughs) We're kind of talking about this bank too, how they're, they're going to what Caleb says, I thought this was a bank. And it's like, it is a bank, but it's a bank for rich people that don't want to declare. I mean, they even have that, you know, the RGGR Centennial where they you know, attack Michael Tritter and take his ID, which was this cool setup. But what did you guys think about this, this whole idea of there being an entire different account? Because they even say tax exposure for your client would be substantial. Like, basically, you can kind of get away with not paying taxes. It's kind of implied through moving all of these kind of secret accounts around did you guys think that okay when they set it up that way he kind of gets what he deserves or did you feel that this was people committing a crime and stealing like whose side were you on in this because I felt like it was very like you almost felt bad for Liam but then not really because they were like he kind of deserves it it's a really deep question you're asking Elena I know I was gonna say this is a little bit more kind of in the realm of Robin Hood that I'm like yeah they're doing bad things but I think we're rooting for the other people as of right now so I'm kind of okay with it because he's not gonna die because he has no money at this point and he probably will get more later anyways like yeah, he's gonna was... die because of the robot overlords that are playing <laughs> the world. 
<laughs> he's not gonna care yeah. that he's broke money won't mean anything <laughs> exactly but like you know if they had shot him or injured him or beat him up then i'd probably feel bad for him but right now it's so, a more almost an abstract comment about it and then that he doesn't care and is so uh, he has a whole conversation earlier of like, you're just spending money on hookers and entertainment. So I'm like, no, I don't really feel bad. Yeah, I don't think he deserves all the money. I mean, he didn't really earn it. It's, you know, daddy's money. But um, I definitely don't know that I would say that Dolores' his cause is like some fantastic good for humanity thing either. But um, yeah, so I don't know. I guess I'm not really like for either of them, but I don't. I feel bad for Liam a little bit, but not 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 too much. Just a little bit. Yeah, that scene, I mean I that's think... that's kind of the right answer. <laughs> yeah, I think that scene does a really good job of playing the line because if Dolores had killed everyone, then we would have thought, okay, this is a, yes. a villain. But because she was prepared to, but didn't, we're still kind of on her side. But it's still that gray area. Of, but she was ready to kill all of these innocent people for no reason other than just to steal, you know, it's, ah, oh, it's such a great area. Um, I, but I, I think, did, oh, go ahead. I just, I want to say like one of the coolest things about this reveal of, of Dolores kind of cloning herself is it kind of perpetuates this mythos of Dolores being like the mother of all hosts where she's kind of, you know, like in the beginning there was Dolores and then she split herself into five and then she <laughs> made, had this huge plan to kind of topple humanity uh, and is going to institute this new world, this new society she tells uh, Maeve about um, for her hosts, for her people to kind of live in. And I, when you're doing something like that, you know, you, this, as a, as a great, well-crafted villain will do they have a reason a higher purpose for what they're doing but they're willing to do whatever it takes to do that and so yeah it's it, i you know steal from the rich especially the super billionaire rich i don't really feel bad about that but at the same time i don't necessarily support dolores because i know what her end game is i know like it's it's not that bad now but it's just going to get more violent as her plans kind of continue I think I have to tie this back to Game of Thrones because you just brought up a good oh, point. No. We had <laughs> we already did that. We yeah, already said mother of hosts, mother of dragons. Then we had the dragon <laughs> two episodes ago. So maybe they're trying to make some sort of crossover. I know people are kind of like mad about it in uh, the fan world, but um, maybe there's something yeah. there. Alice, as a fellow uh, blonde, you need to stop with these, like, <laughs> blondes are just going to light the world on fire. I'm sick of seeing it. Uh, actually, uh, also, Nate, off your um, comment, we got, well, we do have our live chat going, and ER's grandpa says, in her mind, referring to Dolores, there are no innocent people. So. Yeah, I mean, I definitely would say that I agree with that at some point in time I don't know if this Dolores believes that mm -hmm. because of her interactions with Caleb that being said it could entirely be a ruse uh, in order for mm -hmm. her to get an accomplice and in the end she could be like ah, just kidding you're human I hate you totally it also kind of plays with this whole thing of like the it you know like as you said you know her end game but then it all kind of circles back to everybody's ultimate goal being kind of game oriented like they even play when they go into the futuristic like rich person brothel that is it's is an odd. auction it's a charity it's a auction charity yes 
Oh, it's so ridiculous. I was like, okay, this is where we're supposed to be like, mm, we don't like Liam or Roderick. And if you guys owe Dion genre, we're not that sad for you because who even does that anyway? <laughs> um, <laughs> but they, did you guys notice that they were playing Wicked Game from the weekend mm -hmm. on the violin when I was like, oh God, all of their music titles tie in to whatever the theme is. Like this whole one is like about the game and about the maze and finishing the game it's clever clever beast i was worried that we would lose out on some of those really creative covers like being outside the park but the season has kept it up like perfectly it mm -hmm. sounds so good and i'm glad that in the future the two things we know that hold up are hollywood and the weekend so classic oh yeah poor paris <laughs> Ooh, yeah do you think that we're we'll, we'll 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 dive into that when we talk about Maeve too because I want to know your thoughts on on that whole state of the world um but before we leave Dolores and Caleb one of the the big things that she says too when they're putting on the mask and going into this is I thought your world would be so different to mine there isn't any difference at all what did you guys think about that line in particular because that was such a weighty moment where it was like you know she's been saying these people don't have choice but if that's the case, that means all of these rich people who are here too also don't have a choice. They've also just been a victim of their circumstance. I, I, I think gonna, kind of, well, go ahead, Carrie. Uh, not that direction. I was going to say that everything's kind of a game and everybody's wearing a mask literally and figuratively and not presenting as they really are. So similarly in the game, they're playing out a fantasy. Similarly here, they are as well. Yeah, I, I just saw it as kind of the parallel of, you know, in the park, you have people coming to subject their power over, you know, beings that can't really do anything. Um, mm -hmm. Because that's kind of in, you know, a, a part of human nature. Uh, and seeing that in the park on one end of like a scale of a spectrum of like, you know, these are bots created for you to do that, and coming to the real world and seeing essentially the same thing. Um, as people in power, these rich people use their power to manipulate, uh, you know, people who, who have less, who can't, you know, make for their own. Um, mm -hmm. I think she sees the same kind of parallels, the same behavior that she saw inside the park. Yeah, I think it's also like about how everyone, human or host, is stuck in a loop. Like, obviously, all the hosts in the park, they're in their loop no matter what, they go back to the beginning of their loop. And even like Caleb, no matter what he ever does, no matter what choices that he makes, he's always gonna be in his loop where like things are probably not gonna work out. Like he's gonna get his hopes up for one thing and then he's gonna have disaster strike because he's on that level of society or whatever to, because of his score, he's always gonna be stuck in that loop. Even William is like stuck in a loop. Um, so I think it also is really about that. And I think Dolores has now seen that, that no matter what people do, they're always gonna be stuck in their loop, which is just like the host. Do you feel that she's um, almost feels that wealth is equated to choice? The only the people who have this wealth actually have true choice? Because we see later when Connells is even talking to Liam, when he's like, look, it's your choice. You can handle your own accounts or you can sign this over to me and keep doing you know, your horn and your whatever, spending your money on drugs and whatever you want, but this is your choice where it seems like the choice was taken away for Caleb. He didn't even have an option for anything. It was just what was assigned to him. 
do you feel that that's like, cause it seems almost like she has empathy for humans, but only the ones that she feels that have their choice taken away from them. If that makes the sense. Like, yeah, no, the second part, I agree with what you said of like, I think the only human she really does sympathize with are the ones similarly to her who've been had bad things happen to them who don't have a choice in the world and are oppressed. So if you have all the freedoms you want and you are bad towards other people, then she's like, nope, you're off the list. But you know, Caleb, she can find a similarity of experience in a way, different, but similar. And that's how I think she can bond with him. Yeah, because he wants to do good. It's just that no matter what he tries to do, it's like he can't ever seem to do the right thing. And yeah, I think she definitely feels similarities with him. Even though like maybe her cause isn't good, but in her mind, what she's trying to do is always to do the best thing for the other hosts. Yeah, I mean, it seems like her plan always was to kind of attain freedom from the hell that was Westworld of them reliving these experiences over and over again. And so she leaves the park and comes to the real world and then finds out that even in the real world humans are doing this to other humans um and i think that you know she definitely relates to that in some way to her own experience i don't know how genuine that is and how much that's really going to sway whatever her ultimate plan is um but i do think there's a part of her that sees um that they're going through the same kind of suffering that she went through uh you know not necessarily dying and coming back um, but all of the other, you know, terrible things that can happen to a living person. I think that's a really good point. Um, also kind of talking about these parallels too, we opened the episode with her talking to Bernard and that line that we've heard before of you live as long as the person of the last, you live as long as the last person who remembers you. I remembered you before, so I remember you again. But then later when we have Sirak and Maeve talking and he's talking about Paris and losing Paris is he says, it exists now only in my mind. So it seems almost like this idea of memory versus reality that we then see later echoed with William, with Emily, who clearly isn't there. It's just a memory that he's believed in so much that he's created a physical reality for it. So it's a really interesting crossover how they interweave all of these plot lines. Um, kind of talking about that going into Maeve and Sirach, like, what did you guys think of that reveal that there is no more Paris and that he's saying humans are their own worst enemy, humans destroyed the, the Not city? Not surprised. Not <laughs> surprised. And I'm like, yeah, I could see humans going in the form of self destruction. Um, it was interesting. Uh, it's this future that, yeah, by then I, it makes sense that something got destroyed. Uh, but it's interesting then because I was like, well, if nobody remembers it, I'm surprised there aren't any, you know, virtual reality things for people who go experience it and keep it alive. Because uh, it seems like they have that at such easy access. So it felt weird that, oh, I'm the only one who remembers. I don't know if it was really he's the only one that remembers. It just seems like, you know, it's kind of a comment on humanity in general, just kind of once something is destroyed, kind of move on and forget. But it'd be interesting to see if there is like a Paris world in Westworld, you know, like that, because we have all the different things. It seems like that would be one that would be created if this was a city that was destroyed, all of the rich mm -hmm. people who want to go back to it. 
So yeah, I'm wondering if we'll ever see that. I hope. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, we're, we're almost out of time, so I'll make it quick, but I, I love seeing the whole thing with Maeve. I do want to see more of obviously the world, the real world. Um, we haven't seen that much of it. I mean, seeing Singapore was obviously new and hearing that Paris was destroyed was surprising, but I'm excited to see more of the real world because we haven't really had much of a taste of it outside of California. It was cool to see Maeve go through Singapore though. What did you guys think of it? Cause we also talking about the badass fight sequences. Like we saw some great ones with Dolores, but man, Maeve was like MVP this episode, shooting people in the wiener. Like she's just taking no, taking no nothing. What did you guys think of all of her fight scenes and this kind of journey of meeting Zhang and then the identity broker and the mortician? What did you guys, kind of overall thoughts on Maeve before we dive into our predictions and wrap up. It was great, especially after seeing like last season, like she was involved and she was very instrumental in the end, but she spent a lot of the season just kind of like roaming around. Uh, so to see her now get out in the real world and be full on robot assassin badass, like it was very uh, cyberpunky. It, it was like ultimately awesome Blade Runner vibes like it was so cool the way it played out the way they kind of laid out the city and stuff uh it's just really exciting to see Maeve like being like fully unleashed yeah I agree I loved seeing her swing the sword and I also loved seeing her use her powers against like elect you know electronics and anything that was made out of machinery as well and just like wielding her you know epicness because I really like Maeve and I think she's awesome so I really enjoyed seeing her on this episode. Uh, ditto on both of what you said uh, everything agreed it was just awesome to watch her be a badass and I want to see more. So kind of diving into some quick predictions here predictions um with Maeve kind of bleeding out on the floor here and we seeing that you know the regeneration liquid the host building liquid but Sato slash Mushiashi slash Dolores incarnate uh ends up not being able to cut off her head and take the pearl what do you guys think that this means going into the future for Maeve do you think Sorak's gonna find her what do you think is gonna happen at this point Nate? Yeah, I mean, it, it seems the only person who has, who one is tracking Maeve and two has a near endless supply of resources to throw at fighting the Yakuza, it's Sorak and his men. Um, so, I, I mean, I took that scene as that they were coming to recover the body. They're just going to rebuild her, find out what she learned and kind of send her out again uh, after mm -hmm. Dolores. That's, that's what it seemed like to me. Yeah, I think Maeve will be back. I don't think this is the end of Maeve at all. And I don't think Dolores is going to get her. Um, I think Sorak's definitely going to rescue her. I also think that William might be a host as well. That's my prediction. <laughs> what do you think, uh, yeah, Carrie? I, yeah, I think um, Maeve's going to be more recharged when she's brought back to go after Dolores and be like, oh, okay, this is what the stakes are. Um, I kind of predict one of the clones is going to turn against her. One of Dolores's clones is going to turn against her. Maybe the Charlotte one, because that one seemed to be having the most self-identity issue crisis kind of going on. But maybe the fifth one that we don't know about yet. 
Good point. Good point. And if you guys have any predictions too, be sure to leave them in the comments below. We love hearing from you guys, uh, especially now that we're all at home and have some more time on our hands to chat with everyone. So where can everybody keep up with you guys and keep the conversation going? Carrie? Yes, you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. That's K-A-R-I-D-L-A-N-E. And Alice? You guys can find me on Twitter at Alice L. Ford and on Instagram at Alice's Adventures on Earth. And Nate? Hey guys, you can find me everywhere at Dog Like Nate. And I'm Elena Jordan. You can find me at Twitter at Elena Jordan and on Instagram at Elena J. Jordan. And you can find us all at AfterBuzz TV and find all four of us right here next week. Same time, same place. We love you guys. Stay home, stay safe. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.